Just setting up the live stream. I'm getting it on my phone so I can see all your comments. Here we go. Here we go. And turn the volume down so you don't hear me twice with an echo. Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome, 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 welcome back. Hi, Eva. Hi, Steph. I'm going to give everyone a couple of minutes just to hop on. Hi, Pen, darling. Today's a big one, guys. Today is a big one. I'm just throwing down, throwing down the homework from day one. Beautiful, amazing. Hi, Lauren. Hi, Eva. Giving you all a couple of minutes. Break a leg, the school of IH angels and queen bee. <laughs> Not sure I'm a queen bee. Uh, hi, Muriel. Hi, Georgia. Okay. One sentence, biggest takeaway from yesterday. Biggest thing that landed. Biggest aha. Biggest, ooh, this is it, moment from yesterday. Okay. I'm going to spend a couple of minutes here and then I'm going to tell you a story and then we're going to just dive straight in. I'm going to give you the heads up. I can't guarantee that today will only be an hour. Uh, for me, it's going to be less about making sure it's exactly an hour and actually teaching what needs to be taught and what needs to come through me. So heads up, I don't know how long that's going to be. <laughs> and if you can only stay for an hour, which I know is sometimes the case for people and people let us know, uh, you can always come back and watch the rest of the recording. Hi, Robin. Biggest takeaway. Biggest piece that landed yesterday. Hi, Larissa. Good morning, Robin. Good morning, Lee. Hi, Eva, number two. <laughs> Hi, Tamsin. Okay, Muriel says the biggest takeaway from yesterday is the time to up-level is now. Hi, Immy. Hi, Abby. Hello, 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 gorgeous humans. Biggest takeaway from yesterday. Do you know what my biggest takeaway for today is don't eat scrambled eggs and toast just before teaching. <laughs> I feel a bit sleepy. Oh, I know I'm going to spruce up soon the second we get into this, but I'm just thinking in my head, being 100% honest, I'm like, I'm probably going to eat a little bit earlier tomorrow <laughs> when I've got to teach something big. We learn every day, guys. We learn every day. Biggest takeaway from yesterday. Biggest takeaway from yesterday. Don't worry, the vibes will kick in. And my Spanish pas passion and Leo and Mercury, Mercury and Leo, sorry, will be moving through soon. Robin, wow, yes, so beautifully said. Robin's takeaway is that it is time. Ken says, 
her biggest takeaway was your story, Hannah, where you came from on that piece um, of what it is to have cared for that one that mama represents that sunk a profound piece in me, in my heart and my belly. So passing my brain, yes, beautiful. This is what it's about, Pen, exactly. It's not sometimes what we say, it's what we feel, it's frequency, isn't it? I can't explain it cognitively, but it altered my frequency with the school of IH, all good, all power, all love. Yes, beautiful. Thank you for that share, Pen. Biggest takeaway yesterday was go into all into yourself now. Okay, this seems to be a common theme, really interesting. Hello, yesterday is how important it is to face my fears. Um, yes, 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 to live my best life. Biggest takeaway was the feeling I felt in my body when I was in the quantum twin world. So I tapped in again this morning in my practice. I love that for you. And quantum twin is a, it's a quantum jumping is a, it's an energetic practice that we teach in the school. It's not mine. It's founded by um, Bert Goldberg and it's really, really powerful. Um, actually one of the sessions that we did, I think it was last week, it all blurs into one was the, the theory behind quantum jumping, why it works, et cetera, et cetera. That's a little bit too big of a scope for today. We would, we would never get into what I want to talk about if we went into that. <laughs> How important it is to overcome my fears, frequency, 1000%, I felt love. Beautiful, this is amazing. I, this is amazing. I love, I love all of these uh, feedbacks and kind of parallel threads that are running for all of you. So um, let me begin. We have got slides today because for a lot of you, that aren't new to my work, because I know I have people here that have been to a lot of live events or in the containers. It's not going to be new, but we're going to take it a step further. For those of you guys that are new to this work, this is the foundational piece. This is the ultimate piece. This is why I teach this again and again and again and again and again and again and again. Now I'm going to keep teaching it again and again and again and again and again, again because this is the core of the laws of the universe and how life works, right? And so we can't have a free event and talk about healing. We can't have a free event and talk about living an extraordinary life. We can't have a free event and talk about any of these concepts without starting on the foundation of the emotional and mental body. And so that's what we begin today, the work of the emotional and mental body. And for me, this is the piece. This is the piece that changes it all. This is the piece that makes a difference. This is the piece that you're gonna go, ah, oh, okay, I get it. Biggest takeaway when connecting with my future self in the meditation, beautiful, super powerful. Yeah, faithful, the school of IH lover right here, lol. Biggest takeaway is meeting death with fullness and the reminder that health is all encompassing. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So this morning I woke up actually to so many beautiful, beautiful messages from you guys, which I love to receive, I love to hear. Um, I love to hear your experience. I love to hear about how you've implemented this in your life and how it's transformed your life. And I also woke up to a reel. You guys may have seen it. I shared it on my stories for one of my clients who did the school of IH for eight months over um, 2021 and 2022. And she was sharing that you know, after four months of integrative healing, which is what she called it, which is not just one thing, it's the whole thing. And I'm going to keep repeating that, that she had become panic attack free, right? For 13 years, she had struggled with anxiety and panic attacks. And she'd been to very, very, 
a, a very, very long extensive list of therapists and um, conventional therapists and, and doctors and all of these things. And she hadn't really um, improved. And then after four months of the school of IH, she became panic attack free. And she has been for over a year since. And the reason that I'm sharing this is a lot of people think that my work is just about wealth and prosperity and success but it's not, it's about the whole thing. And by the whole thing, I mean life, because I don't care how wealthy, successful and prosperous you are externally. If we're still dealing with panic attacks, if we're still dealing with survival, if we're still dealing with all of these very human things, for me, that's not living extraordinarily. And I don't mean this in a way to be like, you've not made it yet. I just mean it in a way for us to think bigger, right? that we can actually have it all. We can have the health and the business and the relationship and all of the other pieces, right? If we're willing to do what we need to do, and I'm gonna share what that is today, to get there. Many of you may ask, what did Camilla do? And I asked her permission to share this story, to share this testimonial this morning. And, 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 and many of you have asked, what did Camilla do? Why is she panic attack free? And, and we always want to know the one thing What's the one thing that that person did to build a business beyond their wildest dreams? What's that one thing that person did to have a six-figure launch? What's the one thing that person did to become a millionaire? And here's the thing. If you keep thinking like that, you will forever be disappointed because it is never one thing. The School of IH works so impeccably because it's many things. Because I've been, instead of being super zoomed in and focused and wanting to only see one thing, we go out. And when you go out and you have a bird's eye view and you're not in the drama of it all, oh, you can see it and it's different and it's bigger and it's, oh, it makes sense. So why and how is Camilla panic attack free? How and why at the same time that Camilla became panic attack free? Did she double her income? Did she step more into her purpose and alignment with her soul? Did she feel better than ever before? Why, what did she do? She started seeing health as being all encompassing. She didn't just do one thing, she did many things. And those many things compounded to create the result that you see. The result that's in the physical body. So I want to remind you that that is the core principle of integrative healing. It is never one thing. It is many. And when we debunk this myth, that it's not gonna be one thing that you do, one meeting, one launch, one successful phone conversation, one client that will lead to your success. When you understand that from word go, you will be more willing to do what it takes. Instead of focusing on one thing, hoping that this is it for you, you'll do many. And that has to compound. 
And that has to give you the result. There is no magic pill. There are some really good ones. But life is multidimensional. Your healing is multidimensional. Business is multidimensional. Your life is multidimensional. Let's stop trying to reduce the infinity of experience to one thing. Because you don't do it justice and you make it small when it's really very expansive and full. So, welcome to the emotional and the mental body. Let's begin. Yesterday I asked, what does an extraordinary life mean for you? Because it's gonna look different for everyone. And hopefully this has started contemplation for you because it's not in my thinking that you guys will answer the question, what does an extraordinary life mean for you? Once you'll have all of the answers, it's done, you've done the homework, tick, do, do, do. We love that in our brains, but that's not what it's like. Hopefully it's opened a can of worms. What does an extraordinary life mean for you? And the invitation is that you contemplate this, not just today, not just tomorrow, but again and again and again. And this goes from being maybe a question that you've never asked yourself to a question that is at the forefront. And so I wanna follow this with a second equally important question. You've started to tap into what you want. Do you think desire is enough for manifestation? Do you think awareness of what you want is enough for transformation? And I'll read your responses. Larissa is saying, not without action. What action? What action? Because that Larissa is right and it's also wrong. <laughs> I would have it all if it was the case, yeah. So Denise is saying, no, action from being. Robin is saying, yes, desire is enough. Ever is saying, no, you need to take action. Freya is saying, no, you need to feel the emotions of your future and take aligned action. We're kind of half there. Abby says, no, you need to remove the energy beliefs that are blocking you from being in that vibration to magnetize it to you and then let go of attachment to what you desire. Yep, you guys are all telling me part of the mechanism. I don't think it's enough. The energetics, the state of your being need to be in alignment with your vision, yep. Intuitive guidance, action, kind of, yes, but again, not enough. 
Inspired action from the goal, yes, brilliant. But also it's not the whole picture. <laughs> Tuning into all the bodies, head, heart, hands, the frequency behind the flesh, the freedom to form that, that step by delicious step, yes. Embodiment, Georgia, yes. Again, that's part of the mechanism. It's a combination of things on several levels. Lee, you just described integrative healing and it's in its completeness. It's a combination of things on many levels. There's a lot going on, guys. There's a lot going on. Plant the seed, seek your goal, knowing that it's already in your life. Okay, so you guys have all just shared, right? You've all, at least been in these types of chats for a long time. She's just like, guys, many things, many levels. And it's just cracked me up. Um, Plant the seed, seek your goal, knowing that it's already in your life. Yes, again, all of these are mechanisms. And we want to go back to something so foundational that actually Abby has already spoken to in the chat. So to answer this question, no, desire is not enough. Desire is not enough. Awareness is the beginning of the journey. Hi, Hope, darling. Happy that you're here. Awareness is just the beginning of the journey. And like it was rightly put in the chat, clearly desire is not enough because if desire was enough, a lot of people's lives would look really differently. How many people do I know or how many people in your life, right? Have you heard say, this is the year that I have a healthy relationship. And then again, they find themselves in the same patterns. <gasps> this is the year that my business takes off. This is the year, guys. This is the year that I make my first million. Oh God, it was the same as last year and the year before. Why? What's happening? How can we consciously desire something? Huge amounts, because who doesn't desire a beautiful life? I doubt there are very few people, I mean, I doubt there are any people, right? That I could say, do you want an extraordinary life? And they'd be like, nah, I actually just really want to have a bad time. I just want to have a bad time after a bad time. And then I want to have some more bad time. No one says that. No one says that. And yet, it happens. Good morning, Tammy. So how can we be conscious creators if we keep manifesting that which we don't desire? That's the work of the emotional and the mental plane. This is what the emotional and the mental plane is all about. And to even start to comprehend healing, 
or to comprehend what the work is on the emotional mental plane. We need to go back to a core principle in the universe to even understand how we can desire the healthy relationship and end up again in a trauma bond. How we can desire our launch to be six figures and end up again another month struggling to pay bills. We've got to go back to the laws of the universe. And I'm gonna get out the slides now. Could everyone just give me a heads up if you can see that before I continue? I can sit on the phone, brilliant. So we've decided, we've decided, we've seen, we've concluded, desire is not enough for transformation. Awareness is not the full journey. Just because we know something does not mean that we change something, okay? How many of you guys have heard me say this before? I will say this until I'm blue in the face because this was the law that changed it all for me. And when we understand this, the law of attraction makes sense. When we understand this, we understand why the world looks as it does. When we understand this, we understand trauma in a whole new way. And for those of you guys that have done this piece of healing with me before, know that we're going to go deeper today and let it land in a way that it has not landed for you before. Law of the universe. I'm going to share one today. It's the only one you need to know for now. <laughs> if you join the school, there'll be more and they're going to blow your mind as well. But this is the core of creation. Okay. Life is a feedback loop to you. Life reflects you back to you, okay? And let's start very, very much with a core principle. Life isn't reflecting you back to you to punish you. It's only so that you can experience yourself. I'm not going to go much deeper into that because we're getting into esoteric conversations that aren't for today's space. So when we look at this universal law through the emotional and mental body, if life reflects you back to you, what does this look like through the lens of the emotional and the mental body? Life reflects back to you your thought patterns. What's another word for thought patterns? A belief. All a belief is, guys, is a thought that you've had many times, right? So it's created a neurological network in the brain. That is all a belief is. Doesn't mean that it's true. Just means that you've thought it many times. What else is happening on the emotional or mental plane? Not only do we have thought patterns, we have feeling patterns. 
right? Or in other words, you can say we get addicted to emotional cycles. Sometimes those cycles are shame. Sometimes those cycles are survival and fear. Sometimes those cycles are anxiety. Sometimes those cycles are, can anyone else rage? Sometimes those cycles, there's many, many cycles that through repetitive feeling, right? Just like belief systems, we can create feeling pattern and frequency systems in the body. And then we have the thoughts that we think in the present moment and the feelings that we feel. Do you see? The emotional and mental body is thoughts and feelings. And within the categories of thoughts and feelings, we have patterns of feeling and thought, right? And acute feelings and thoughts. Really important. And I'm going to keep coming back to these concepts. Addicted to emotional cycles. Gosh, yes, I was stuck in that for a long time. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that. Because this is actually just the byproduct of trauma, but we don't have the conversation around trauma like this. So this is very common sense, but we're going to play this out together and we're going to do step by step and piece by piece. So this really, really lands and it's really, really obvious and it's really, really clear. Yes, exactly, Pen. A pattern of staying in unhelpful, intimate relationships can be because you're addicted to certain emotions that you felt dominantly in your childhood, and therefore you are a match to them and you stay in them because it's safe and it's what you know. As humans also know this, even if the result isn't something that we desire, if we know it, we're more likely to go for it because the fear of the unknown is greater than the discomfort of the known. That's how humans work. And if we wanna step into our dreams, right? And step into extraordinary lives, we have to understand how humans work. Again, a conversation for another time. I'm like, we're opening so many boxes, but I wanna be in this, okay? And I'm gonna just repeat these thought patterns to you guys. And I want you to throw in the chat what this will create, okay? Life is a mirror to you. So if you, as a child, witnessed maybe a mother, and I'm going to use the archetype of the woman just because it's the most common case, but it's not the always, it's not the always situation, okay? You're a child, and you witness that your mum in the relationship with her father, again, I'm choosing men and women, just so we've got an example. She sacrifices herself for the relationship. She sacrifices herself and completely lets go of her needs in order to furiously maintain the relationship. Now you're a child that witnesses that. And in childhood, we learn our core belief systems around life and the world and relationships and sex and money. So you witness this as a child and you think, oh, relationships mean sacrifice. What do you think the life 
of someone who believes that relationships mean sacrifice look like? What patterns in relationships do you think that the adult embodies because of this? Exactly that, Tammy. Someone believes, consciously or unconsciously, that relationships mean sacrifice. What is this going to look like? Yeah, exactly. So Abby, nail on the head. That person will go one of two ways. In every single relationship, they will sacrifice their needs unconsciously because they believe that that's what they need to do to maintain the relationship on top of this because it's a belief system and life is a feedback system to us they will attract partners that will require them to sacrifice their needs for the relationship that's one expression another expression could be a whole lot of hook and fear around relationships if relationships are a 100% sure path to having to sacrifice your needs, someone with the exact same belief system may manifest this as, I'm not getting into a relationship because if I get into a relationship, I'm gonna have to um, lose myself or lose my freedom. How many, people, how many people think this? Relationships mean that I lose my freedom. Where does this come from? Witnessing adults that did, right? So I don't care how much that person desires a healthy relationship. If we're running from that programming, it ain't gonna be able to come through. Really blooming important. What you consciously want, if it doesn't match your programming, it ain't gonna happen, right? And relationships are brilliant because it's where we really get to see ourselves. But do you know what we do as humans? Do you know what we do? Let's say you're playing out that dynamic of you're sacrificing your needs to maintain this relationship. We tend to blame it on the other person. You make me sacrifice my needs for this relationship. Bad you. You need to change. You need to change. It, it is not me. You need to change. This is your fault. Is it? The second that you put responsibility or need someone else to change for your healing, guess what? You're disempowered, you're powerless because you can't change someone else. You can only change yourself. The more that we do this work, the more that we realize we have to take everything home in our lives. What is my life showing me? What must I believe to be a match to this? Relationships are a playground for this work. I once did an activity I used to teach at the university in um, Malaga. I used to teach students and, and I'd try and teach them on this, <laughs> imagine. Um, and we played this really fun game. It was fun for me. I think they had fun as well. And I would write at the top, men are, women are, 
and then they had to fill out the sentences. Relationships are every time I wrote, men are the first one. Can't commit. If we got a generation of women that believe that men can't commit and men don't want to commit. We're going to have a generation of women that aren't in relationships because life is a feedback loop to you. Everything that you believe, God says yes to. Men can't commit. Okay, I'll give you that experience. And then when women get really cross, it's men the ones that need to change. Okay, maybe they're things that we need to learn. But the only thing and the only person that you can change is yourself. And I say this again and again and again and again and again, healing is the path of 100% responsibility. And this is difficult for us as humans because we have not been taught to be responsible from childhood. So we've looked at relationships, a few very simple examples. Maybe a child that in the class was the shy one. I was the shy one. No one listened to me at school. I was shy and I looked like a mouse. <laughs> um, so it was the belief system that I developed. People don't take me seriously. What's the lived embodied experience of that as an adult? People not taking me seriously. I keep attracting people that don't take me seriously business business is going to be hard okay how many have of you have belief systems and thought patterns every month where you're stressed about being able to pay your team or you're stressed about the expenses guess what baby Your life is a feedback system and a feedback loop to you. You're stressed about paying your bills. Then life will give you the experience of being stressed about paying your bills. This life says yes, 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 yes. And with every thought, you tell the universe what you want, even if it's a negative. Do you know what a really big one for me was? And this is vulnerable, okay? When my mum got ill and died at 56, she was diagnosed with cancer at 49, which is really young and even feels younger now. My partner is nine years away from 49. 49 is not old. I started believing that I would die young too. Fortunately, there's a buffer between thought and things showing up. But I can tell you what was a match to that belief system for a long time was firstly, I was holding a very large frequency of fear. 
And we can talk about the mechanisms in the nervous system and your hormones. And we teach all of this in the School of IH, but again, you don't need to know that for now. I started developing bizarre illnesses, imbalances. I never quite felt healthy, even though there was nothing inherently wrong, wrong, wrong with me. And then consciously, I, I stopped taking care of my health like I used to. Part of me stepping into greater levels of health physically was letting go of the belief systems that just because my mum died young, that I had to too. Now, can you understand the consequences of not understanding that this is how life works? Can you understand the cost of ignorance? Because we have beliefs that have little ripple effects and we have beliefs that have huge ripples. Each one informing and creating our life. When we take ownership of everything in our life, because we take ownership of everything that we believe and we feel, only then can we start to actually even begin to know what it's like to consciously create. So we've looked at relationships, we've looked at money, we've looked at health. But there's an array. And again, it's not just the thought that you think that is reflected on the screen of your life. We have habitual feeling patterns, like I mentioned, as much as we do have habitual thought patterns. When are these feeling patterns created? Again, in childhood. A simple question that you can ask yourself is what was the dominant feeling that I felt as a child? And how do I keep replicating that now? Children that did not feel safe unconsciously search for situations where they don't feel safe now. Children that don't feel heard unconsciously search for partners that don't hear them too. So is desire enough? It's not. If we're not looking at this stuff. So we have loops of feeling from childhood, firstly. And then we have feelings that are programmed with triggers. For example, some of you, right? Every time you think of money, <gasps> might go like this it's fear it's matched with fear and if life is a reflection of your thoughts and your feelings because the thoughts tell the universe what you want and the frequency draws it in if you're feeling if your frequency connected to money i don't care how many affirmations you do does not change you will never have the experience of abundance 
And we see this, guys, because I work with wealthy people. And I assumed, and I've said this before, when I meet millionaires, they're going to feel so safe with their money. There are people, right, that grow in wealth and never change the fear around it. The frequency pattern was not changed. Freedom cannot be experienced. There's so many layers to this. Shame and sex, frustration and the image of yourself in the mirror. When we talk about law of attraction, this is a piece that people miss. This is the trauma piece of the manifestation puzzle. It's real and it exists. Feelings can be passed down generational lines. Shame, fear, survival, grief. Belief systems are passed down generational lines. Those kind of things don't happen to people like us. Money is hard. You've got to work hard, always work hard. So all generational trauma is. Feelings and belief systems pass down the genetic line that inform your physical body, your emotional or mental body, your soul, and your energy field. This is an esoteric concept known by mystics for thousands of years, now proved in the physical body with a branch of science called epigenetics. You get to have both science and spirituality. Now here comes the great problem and lots of you guys may know this. Ninety-five percent of your emotional and mental body is unconscious. Ninety-five percent of what you think and you feel is unconscious. And if it's unconscious, it means that you're unaware. Ninety-five percent of your life is created from unconscious thought and feeling patterns. So very often, we don't know what we're holding in our emotional bodies, in our thinking bodies, and our energetic bodies until it shows up in our life. And then what do we do? 
instead of just seeing our life for what it is, a manifestation of you, we see our life as evidence for what we believe to be true. You get stuck in something if you've got a belief system and let's use the one people don't want to commit to me. And therefore you attract a situation where you fall head over heels. <gasps> this is the one, I'm so excited. And he or she or them, they don't want you. And instead of taking a step back and being like, oh, okay, I've manifested a situation where I really love someone and they, they don't want to commit to me. And so because my life is a reflection of my unconscious, this must mean that I believe, right? That people don't want to commit to me. Oh, this is so amazing. I, I don't like this experience. I'm going to change my belief systems because I understand that my belief and my feeling is causal and my life is only effect. We go, oh, that's evidence for what I believe to be true. And we get stuck in a loop. And so again, we reinforce the belief of no one wants to commit to me. And instead of changing it, it amplifies the feeling that comes with it. Shame, blame, frustration, why don't they love me? And we loop, 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 and loop, and loop. And then we pass that down to our children and they loop, and they loop, and they loop. And this goes down generational lines, generational lines, generational lines. and. Suddenly we don't know how to have healthy relationships because we all believe the other person doesn't want to commit. I know I've made that times 10 and made it dramatic, but that is the ludicrousness of how we live. And why? Because we're not educated of the foundations of life in childhood. And so I'm going to give you another example. Oh, let's do this. You invest in a course, babies. Let's pick one that's controversial. And you're scared that it's a lot of money. And you've got a belief system that you shouldn't spend a lot of money on courses because you've got to save, because if you don't save, you're not going to be safe. Anyway, you think, okay, I'm going to buy it and you buy it in a moment. And then you don't do any work to change your operating systems. And that thought that was hanging out in your unconscious Starts. That was silly. You should have done that. You're gonna. You're not gonna be able to pay your bills. Then you're not gonna be able to pay for your house. And that was so stupid. You're so irresponsible. Why are you so irresponsible with your money? <gasps> All your shit comes up, and it's going around. It's going around. It's going around. It's amplified. It's amplified. And there's more feelings. Oh, there's fear. There's unsafety. There's anxiety. Oh, I'm creating it because guess what? We don't just manifest what we want. We manifest what we're fearful of because what we're fearful of, we put our focus on. And whatever you put your focus on, you will manifest. And so, you are so silly. You shouldn't have spent that money. Bad you. Bad you. Bad you. Bad you. <gasps> 
the universe trying to help you create a situation to show you the belief system that you have, right? Which is that you shouldn't have spent that money. So you will manifest something on the screen of your life and experience a situation that amplifies you shouldn't have spent that money. So maybe that's a bill coming through and not being able to pay for it. Maybe that's going below what you feel safe having in the bank account. And instead of stepping back and being like, I am the creator of my life. What must I believe to be creating this delightful shit show that I manifested for myself? Instead of doing that, you use it as evidence. <gasps> The coaching industry, the coaching industry is the devil, the devil, the devil. I've digested those scrambled eggs now. Oh, guess what? You put the power in them, and so you took the power away from you again. Your life is a manifestation of your unconscious. So it can be made conscious and you can decide, is this an experience that I enjoy? Is this an experience that I would like to keep? Oh no, I did not enjoy that experience. I wonder what part of me created that. Oh, oh, I believe that I am a naughty girl if I spend money. Do I wanna hold that belief? I do not wanna hold that belief. Because what else could that belief create for me? I'm going to do the work to change that belief. That is how you break the loop. And that's why it takes 100% responsibility. I'll come back to this in a second. My shoulder. I'm going to come to that ever. Take this deeper. Consciousness is causal. Your physical body is a physical manifestation of your state of consciousness. In other words, your unconscious mind is your body. That's why I can't talk about the nervous system or your hormones or your physical body without talking about consciousness. Your body is your unconscious, your unconscious feeling and your unconscious thinking. You want to change your physical health then go to cause and yes do the other things on the physical body too but you cannot talk about your physical body or changing your life without talking about consciousness and without taking responsibility
I put very much here. This is the work. The emotional and mental body is where we do this work. And it changes everything. Because our life will mirror back to us our trauma, our trapped emotions, our limiting belief systems, our repetitive thoughts and our repetitive feelings. Why? So we can decide if we want to change them. So we can heal. Because how can we heal something that we don't know that's there? On the topic of money, I paid off my house last summer, as you guys know, because I didn't shut up about it. Um, and it was a very stressful time for me because it brought up a lot of anxiety. And even though I've done a lot of money work, it was a next layer of money work because I'd never paid 150000 for anything before in my life. <laughs> I don't come from a family that spends that kind of money or near that kind of money. My dad shops at Little and Aldi and buys, you know, the cheapest jeans possible. So it was a big jump. And it brought up a lot of stuff. It's really interesting, right? My bills, when I was in the anxiety of this, went up to 1,800 a, a month. And ever since I came out of that, they're at 700. 700 versus 1,800. And it literally went with how I felt. They went down when I changed my relationship with expenses and payments and did a lot of work. I manifested a shit show, guys. And the only reason the shit show became a gift and part of my up level is because I know this work. And so just like ever asked, how do we change a belief system? How do we change an emotional pattern? Well, firstly, if you want to really take that seriously, join the School of IH, join the certification. I'm gonna give you a very reduced kind of understanding today so you can take action steps but if you're really serious about this come and join us for the year that's what I'm going to say <laughs> and ever that includes you darling because I've been seeing you in the school for a while the work in the emotional and the mental body is twofold we have to clear the old and seed the new clear the old I knew we we're going to go over today and seed the new So if you wanna change an experience in your life and notice my neutrality in when I say this, there is no judgment about what you manifest. There is no judgment about wrong, good or bad. There is an experience and whether you enjoyed it and you wanna do it again or not. If you wanna change an experience in your life, you need to look and discover and bring to your awareness the core beliefs that you hold and clear them. The easiest way to do this, and you will get homework so you can practice this and we will go through this, is to get a situation in your life that isn't working for you. It might be something in your relationships. It might be something in your business. It might be um, the way that you feel in your body. And you're gonna brain dump it on a page and you're not gonna filter it. It's gonna be like, 
as much money as I make, I never feel good and safe in my bank account. I always feel that expenses are going out and nothing really stays in. It's like I can't save anything. Um, I feel like, you know, I have no control and no power around money. And this is wild because I thought that when I made this much money, I would feel safe. And then I also feel in my life that I have no time for my partner and I'm always working. And And then you sit down, right? Because this is when healing happens, when instead of looping in these cycles, we take a step back and we look and we're like, okay, this is my life. This is the mirror. This is effect. My belief systems are causal. And you can go through that and you can underline the belief systems, right? I do this all of the time. On another piece of paper, on that piece of paper, you can do it with a pal. If you're finding it hard to see yourself, which very often we do, you sit down with someone else and be like, what are my core belief systems here? I am that paying my bills is hard. I am that I spend money faster than it can come in because every belief that you have is really about you. So there might as well be an I am there. I am that I struggle with generating money. I am that I don't trust when the next paycheck is coming. I am that I'm not a natural business owner. I am that there are always problems in my team. These would be the kind of beliefs that are causal. Let's identify them. Mm -hmm. Let's own them. And then let's change them. And actually, I might just take you through the process, right? That I would do for homework to change them. I'll respond to the questions in a second. I'm just aware of time. Take ownership of your beliefs and accept your responsibility to change them. And this is a really simple, simple formula that I learned from a coach that I had last year, her name being Hina Khan. I'm pretty sure this is a core piece from Steve Hardingson's work, who's known as the ultimate coach. What I mean, integrative healing is a blend of many things. It's not just one. And so you can go through these, right? And you will for your homework. And we go to these. I am that paying my bills is hard work. And so we put it through the pattern. I forgive myself for judging myself as that I am that it is hard to pay bills. Taking complete ownership of that belief system. My new truth is. I don't even have to think about paying my bills because I'm always making so much money. I really don't think about paying bills. I think about money generation. That's my focus. And when I do start thinking about paying bills, I suddenly make less money. I forgive myself for judging myself that I am that I spend faster than it can come in. My new truth is that however much I spend, I'm always in overflow. 
It's like, what is the effect that you want to see in your life, right? Then ask yourself, what's the seed that you need to plant in consciousness in order to grow that life experience? These are the core principles of this work. So step one, I meant to put two on this page, is clearing what is not in alignment to what you desire and want. Step two is seeding the new. So if you want to change an experience to your life, what do you want to create? And what are the core beliefs that you need to hold for you to be a match to that experience? If you want to have 100K savings in your bank, thinking to yourself, more money goes out than it goes in, you will not be having the experience of 100K in your bank account. What beliefs are a match? I always have 100K in savings. I'm a brilliant money manager. I can hold way more than I ever spend. I'm that people love to pay me. I have brilliant money-making ideas. I'm a brilliant entrepreneur with a brilliant mind. Now, would it work if you said this once? Mm -mm. This life is not a manifestation of something that you think once, because imagine the fucking shit show we'd have. You have one thought that goes AY and then suddenly, no. It's the dominant feeling and the dominant thinking. So if you wake up in the morning and you go, I already have 100K of my savings. And then for the rest of the day, you spiral around your house about how broke you are. What's dominant? What is dominant? So we can do this through processes to clear the belief that I teach in the school of IH, of which we teach a variety but know that it's not just the clearing because we can't just clear and then not think or feel anything. It's the seeds that we are planting. Let's say every day for the next year, you focus on clearing and seeding. Your 2024 is going to blow your fucking mind because those seeds will grow. And we don't know when those seeds grow because every manifestation has a gestation period because that's one of the laws of the universe. but you know it's coming. And I'll come back to the piece that you're going to do today through the homework again. But what I want you to know is that this is not just to do with your thoughts. This is to do with your frequency, right? Let's talk about trapped emotions. What is a trapped emotion, guys? Secret of manifestation that people don't tell you about. The trapped emotion is an emotion that you can't fully feel for whatever reason. Maybe you don't have time. Maybe you're sick. Maybe as a child, your parents were like, shh, don't cry. That emotion gets stuck in the body. <gasps> oh my God. Let's say we got self-doubt. And this is what a trapped emotion looks like. It's a ball of energy. That's what a trapped emotion is, that's all it is. And that got stuck in your body as a child. Because at school, no one believed in you. And so you're holding this self-doubt and it's here. 
And as an adult, unconsciously, because remember it's thought and feeling, you've got this ball of self-doubt. So unconsciously, your point of attraction, baby, isn't just your manifestation practices that you're doing in the morning, it's that self-doubt that you are carrying around. And because life wants us to heal, you will attract situations, right? Where you feel huge amounts of self-doubt. Do you know what one of the most incredible ways to clear an emotion is? When it gets triggered, to feel it. The second that emotion is felt, it is released in the body, the energy flows. Learning how to feel emotional regulation, emotional mastery is part of manifestation. Guess what also happens when we're holding self-doubt in our shoulder? We develop pain conditions. We develop physical dis-ease in the body. Why? Because the body is a manifestation of what we hold in our unconscious. Let's say that your family has lived through cycles and cycles of scarcity and there's so much fear in the system and you're born with that fear. And it's there and you've got fear here. And it really messes with your digestion. And on top of it really messing with your digestion, you notice that even though you've now got a quarter of a million in the bank account, you still feel fear. And you keep attracting situations that make you feel fear. You've got to clear on a frequency and feeling level too. How do you know when you've got a trapped emotion? You know you've got a trapped emotion where something triggers you more than it should, more than it makes sense. Every time you look at your bank account, <laughs> every time you look at your mum or your dad, your brother, when he puts his top on wrong, you get so cross and it doesn't make sense that you feel that cross. Why does it not make sense that you feel that cross and you still do feel that cross? Because that trapped emotion of crossness, of rage is not from now, it's from childhood. Gotta clear it. Again, in the School of IH, we teach a multitude of methods to clear an emotion. Because again, I don't believe in my modality is the best modality and it's actually the king of all modalities. Different ways, different situations. It's more about what's appropriate for this specific situation. I've seen people clear trapped emotions and cure lifelong peanut allergies. I've seen people clear trapped emotions and suddenly manifestations come through that they've never been able to come through before. I have cleared emotions in my clients and suddenly unblocked training is filled up discovery call booked in because we manifest from thought and from feeling and just like with thought where we must clear and reprogram we also must do with feeling 
What's another sign that you've got a dominant emotion? There's a feeling that you tend to be addicted to. And then we tend to feel shame that we feel those things. It's not your fault if you were born in a family that had very dominant emotions and you're still holding it in your body. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you've experienced trauma. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. And yet it is your responsibility to do what it takes to heal. There was so much fear in my genetic line. My mum was born into a family of refugees. My, my great granddad escaped from a concentration camp and um, they were able to go from the Sahara Desert. The concentration camp was uh, in the Sahara Desert and they escaped and they arrived in Morocco. And, um, and in Morocco, my, my grandmother, so just to give you context. So my great grandfather, he's in a concentration camp. He escapes with his best friend and an English sailor. And it's just a whole long story that doesn't feel like reality, but it is. They arrive in Morocco. My great grandfather sends a letter to my grandmother who has never known her parents because her mum was shot in, um, well, you know how they, there was mass genocide with the Jews in Germany. What people don't know is that in Spain, people that were left um, wing were also killed in the same way. So she was put into a mass burial um, where there was 150 bodies and she was also shot and killed where she was eight months pregnant. Okay, this is big, big trauma. This is trauma that I was born with that I had to work through, okay? Um, so my grandma is brought up parentless and she receives a letter from her father when she's 15. And the letter says, um, bada bada, <laughs> I've managed to escape the concentration camp. I'm in Morocco. Let's build a life together. Okay. Let's build a life together. And so my grandma, this is many years ago. This is, I don't even know how many years ago, gets a plane by herself and meets her father for the first time in Morocco. And my great grandfather is very, very scared. He's lived a civil war. He's lost his wife and eight month year old womb baby. Um, and there's so much trauma and there's so much fear. And my mum is, is, is born into this. And her childhood bedtime stories were about the civil war. Right? And then when she was... 12 guys the French lost the power in Morocco and suddenly Morocco was full of terrorist attacks we call it terrorist attacks I don't know if we can call that because terrorists is anyway there was bombs and they had to leave Morocco because they may die and then they moved to Spain and in Spain there was still a dictatorship Franco wasn't dead yet and so when they moved to Spain she had to go to school and she wasn't allowed to tell the other kids at school that she's moved from Morocco because if they knew they'd moved from Morocco, they would know they were left wing. And if they knew they're left wing, they could be killed. That was my mother's childhood. That's the trauma of my genetic line. Can you imagine the fear that I held in my body when I was born? On top of this, my mother tried to commit suicide when she was pregnant with me and was put on antidepressants for three months. I want you to think about the frequency that I vibrated in and it didn't make any sense and it wasn't my fault and it wasn't my mother's fault and actually it wasn't anyone's fault. The problem lies is that we live in a society that doesn't understand trauma, the impact of trauma and how to heal.
when I understood this was a thing, I made it a commitment to learn how to clear it and to clean the slate for my kids. It is unsurprising my mother died at 56. It's unsurprising that me and my sister had a array of chronic illnesses. It's unsurprising that my sister has IC, which is a chronic pain condition that meant that she couldn't leave her house for a whole year. Frequency affects form, including our physical bodies. When we take responsibility, we get to change the story, not just for our life, but for those that come after us. And it's simple as clear and reprogram, clear and reprogram. Know that Rome was not built in a day. nor your life, nor your body. This is a natural progression and there is no rush. But we do need to know the how. And this is what I teach in Integrity P. The modalities that teaches us how to clear and how to reprogram. Everything from the simple exercise that you'll do for homework to far more intricate therapies. Why? Do I care so much? Because I know the cost of not knowing this stuff. Why am I certifying people so we can bring this to the world? Because more people need to feel empowered in their healing. The emotional and mental body is the biggest body and I hope that I'm giving it a tiny bit of the justice that it deserves. I'm going to read you. Yeah. Need to break ancestry parts. Feeling is healing. Too triggering, hence trapped emotion. Too painful. Yeah. Freya says it will work to do this exercise for physical symptoms in the body. Yes. Um, Priya, just see what comes up for you when you talk about your physical symptoms in the body and see what the belief systems may be. Um, if it is already in your body there might be deeper healings needed um, around the emotions that you're feeling the trauma the reason that your body that, that this cause right and so just patience until you discover what that cause is the body is effect consciousness is cause Boom, powerful. Thanks for sharing this, Hannah. Yes, I know, Eva, you are also from Spain, so you will know the impact of the civil war on the level of trauma in this society. And then for all of your separate countries, there are different stories that are held in our bodies, right? So what can you do? What does it look like when we look at the emotional body and we look at clearing? and seeding the new. So clearing is we can clear trapped emotions. Like I said, there are many ways to do this. We teach a variety of modalities in the school of IH. Some are passive, which means you literally pretty much go like this and it clears. It's the easiest fucking thing in the world. It's unbelievable. And it's anyone can do it. Anyone can do it. We teach this in the school or there are other 
uh, practices that are more around embodiment and feeling both have a place, right? Practicing feeling, guys, when we don't feel something fully, then it gets trapped. When we allow ourselves to fully feel something, right? It can move through the body. There's no problem. There's no problem with feeling. The problem lies when we resist the feeling. What resist persists. How many times have you guys heard that? Do you know what's really healing? When you have a shit day, just to let yourself have a shit fucking day. <laughs> and don't try and fix it. I'm celebrate. I felt it. It's moved through my body. This is a non-problem. Right? A lot of people want to search for a solution where you just clear trapped emotions and it's, I don't have to feel it. I don't have to feel it. I don't have to feel it. But then you're not learning how to embody. You're not learning how to be with energy in your body, which is part of self-mastery. And I know we all want a magic pill and we want to go super fucking quick. But business success, financial wealth, living an extraordinary life is parallel with the patience to hone and develop emotional regulation, emotional mastery and self-mastery. Really fucking important. We talked about the healing. We talked about the trauma. What happens next? We get to program new feeling systems. We get to program dominant feeling patterns. This is what Joe Dispenza's work is. Joe Dispenza's work is pretty much teaching people to not go into old feeling patterns and to programming new feeling patterns. He does this through accessing a state of meditation, which is deeper than how we are normally in our day-to-day -day, called alpha brainwave state. And then there are even deeper, that, that, that's all he does. That's what it is. I just demystified Joe Dispenza for you guys, right? <laughs> in a few sentences and maybe actually made it seem less impressive and incredible than it actually is. Create an emotional practice, guys. Feel your affirmations. Feel your success. Feel gratitude because your life is a reflection, right, of you. So if you just live in gratitude, you're going to attract more things to be grateful for. If you live in the vibration and the feeling of this is not enough, you're going to attract more experiences of not having enough. It's really fucking simple, but we forget, we forget, we forget, we forget, we forget. Practice pairing an emotional response with a stimulus. Why do we do so many visualizations in the school of IH? So, you, you know, you go up into a lower brainwave state. So we go straight to the unconscious mind. When you go into alpha, you can go straight into the unconscious mind. We do this in the school. You go in, you look at your bank account. Oh, I feel joy. Guess what? Programmed in, baby. This is what it actually means to consciously create. And then also change your thinking because feeling comes from thinking. And then once we're in a feeling, that creates thinking. And it's but I'm not going to go into that. I've said that a trillion times today. It's a lot of effort when we decide that we want to change something big. Say you want a new financial goal. You want to go from having 10K in your bank to 100K in your bank. Well, if you've had 10K in your bank for a long period of time and you want to go to 100 right? Because your life is a match to your inner world. All of your thoughts and feelings are going to be a match to 10K. 
So when you start reprogramming thoughts and feelings for 100K, guess what? It's going to feel like it takes effort. It's going to take effort to think differently. It's going to take effort to behave differently. It's going to take effort to become that new version of you until it's programmed, until that's how your unconscious operates. And that's how it becomes effortless. That's the key to ease. Paying off this house the first year took a heroic effort from me. I'm just signing another contract to another six figures, just for my rent, not including bills, food, team, all of the other costs I've got. It feels easy because I've done the things that I needed to do to be who I am today. You want to live an extraordinary life. You are going to have to effort. And then one day it will be easy. And then one day it will just be who you are. And so, you know, your life will be a mirror of that. And to reap those rewards, we've got to do the things now. Again, remember what we said yesterday, now, now, now. I mean, it's pretty fucking easy to make money these days. For a really long time, it wasn't. It took a lot of effort. Not in the physical doing of the marketing and the things, which, yes, is part of it. But in becoming who I had to be unconsciously, and how much? And I've said this before in trainings, it would be harder for me to make less than 100K in a year, which is not very much money for me right now, that would be harder. I would have to actively, like, that would be harder than making that a month. This is the key piece to manifestation, to healing, to changing trauma, to changing our genetic destiny, to changing our lineage. And just remember, if you're in the moment where it feels a slog, effort, then ease, effort, then ease. It's in the repetition, in the consistency, in the not willingness to give up, that we create the foundations for the life that we want. That's why my courses are all pretty much long-term, why we practice this in the school so often. And then this really fun thing happens. Have you done all this conditioning and you're living the new level and then you're like, oh God, I want something more. And then you have to do it all over again. But once you've done it once, it becomes easier because you understand. You already have a level of mastery. And you've also got the embodied experience of being successful in this. Yeah, Imi says it's so wild that 80% of inherited trapped emotions I've been clearing come from my father's lineage in Lebanon, like five to 20 generations back. Yeah, beautiful, Imi. Really, really so many of us are dealing with stuff that aren't ours and then we feel shame and, and, and guilt for it. Is it surprising that I was, you know, on many medications for depression and all of the things when I was 19? It wasn't even mine, guys. No one could tell me that. I spent four years of my life thinking that there was something intrinsically wrong with me. Cannot tell you the relief at finding out that that was not true. 
I have a similar history with my grandma and great grandmother, just wondering if the trauma from the civil war in my ancestors is related to the fact that I've been working in conflict places for many years. Yes, ever. I promise you. I promise you that there will be roots there. That's how it works. So ever for you, ever's in the school, emotion code. Go see those practices on the portal on how to clear that for yourself and clear, clear, clear every week. Remember that the emotional work is like, it's like taking a clearing shower. It's not that you do it once and you're healed. It's that we have a regular practice of, you know, thought and emotional and frequency hygiene, right? Just like you shower, babies, just like you shower. Yeah, I really needed to support me in upgrading my new financial goal. This is great. I spent ages thinking there was something wrong with me too. Yeah, and and this is why I believe in this so much because there are so many people that feel that too. I'm going to close with the homework. It's been, oh, that's for tomorrow. There's been a lot today, guys. Um, the homework will be put up afterwards so you can read this because it is quite a personal homework. Uh, the recommendation is that you do this in your own space. You only need to share your new set of beliefs, okay? Some of you guys may want to do this alone. Some of you guys may want to do this in partnership. Again, take your time with this. This isn't just a quick journaling exercise. You're actually learning how to create your life whilst you do this. So please give this the attention, right, that it deserves, right? Was it in this training? You know, I was listening to a training um, and she made me laugh. The, the lady said, you put shit in and you get shit out. Like <laughs> you put brilliant in and you get brilliant out. It just fucking cracked me off. I was like, so the, the way that you do this is the result that you'll get from this is what I'm trying to say. Okay. The exercise is yes, to change beliefs, but more so than that, the reason that I want you to go through these stages is that I want you to practice. This is my life. Ah, oh, what is my life showing me that I believe? Oh, do I like those belief systems? No, shall I change them? Yes. What we're gonna start doing, the more that you do this is creating the automatic behavior pattern, right? Instead of life being evidence for your limiting beliefs of breaking the loop, right? And so initially this might feel a bit like, labor intensive but there's going to be a time in your life where instead of letting your outer circumstance dictate your reality you'll start living from your inside out and that's what it really means to be empowered yeah that's what empowered means so the exercise yes is to change belief systems but more so than change belief systems it's to have this practice of responsibility and conscious creation to create the habit pattern of that, right? Instead of being stuck in our automatic. I want us to practice embodying this and becoming the people that do this instead of, and I know I made it larger than life, project outwards and blah, 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 which I do sometimes too, by the way. Like, just so you guys know, I'm not perfect. Nor do I try to be perfect, nor do I try and pretend that I know all the things. I sometimes project and get cross at my reality too. And I need a little reminder to go back inwards and realize that it's actually my responsibility and me, okay? We're all practicing. And like Ramdas says, we're just walking each other home, which is what this work really feels like for me, remembering that we are God embodied and I'm not gonna get into any more things. Um, Pen Darling, it's called The Emotion Code. Okay, and we had JP who did amazing clearing stuff in the school. We do loads of 
clearing stuff and we get lots of powerful, beautiful people in and there are a trillion ways to do it. It doesn't matter how you do it. It just matters that you do. Thank you so much, Eva, for putting that there. Okay, guys, that's it for me today. I hope you guys have taken something really powerful from that. Um, we'll see each other tomorrow. We're going to be talking about the spiritual body and the soul, uh, which actually is coming through. I really know what that's going to be about. It came through for me this morning as I was getting ready very slowly. Um, it's a big one tomorrow. It's a really important one. So we'll see each other there. Remember, you guys can still enter the giveaway in two ways. Each giveaway is over 5,000. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I was pondering if I was going to tell you, but I'm like, nah, I'm just going to drop it on you and surprise you. The giveaway for sharing it with all your um, pals, and the, I'm not going to explain it again. You know which one I mean. The sharing giveaway will be announced on Monday on the energetic session. And then the um, all-in one, so homework and being on the live uh will be done on tuesday so you've got an opportunity to do monday's homework as well uh okay amazing you're so welcome rachel thank you so much i needed this reminder so much wow what a powerful and inspiring call thank you so much hannah you guys are also welcome you're welcome hope you're welcome Mar larissa okay i'm gonna love you love you and leave you it's been a pleasure um i'm excited to see all of your homeworks the only thing that you need to pop on the thread is your list of new beliefs, okay? You can keep your process to yourself. You're so welcome, Natalie. Great refresher, yeah. Alexandra Lice, um, you're welcome. Abby, Robin. Ciao, everyone. Tonic. <laughs> oh, how do I stop this? We'll put the slides up, actually, for you guys. Can you see my cat? Oh, bless her. We'll put the slides up for you guys as well.